Welcome to the Believe Podcast, a conversation between friends over a passage of scripture. I'm Carolyn Kirsten. And I'm Marvin Williams. And today is episode 41. We will be looking at John chapter 16, verses 16 to 33. If you haven't had a chance, take time, read through that passage. You'll be able to follow along much better if you are familiar with the passage. All right. How are you doing? Doing well. Good. This is a good day. And uh, super, super glad to be back. and uh, in the studio. Yes, yes. So I have a kind of a weird question. It's not really weird, but it's a question that you like, uh, that those two really don't go together. And that is, what painful experience or experiences in your life have been transformed into joy? I mean, you don't, those are kind of juxtaposed of pain and joy and one being transformed into another. So do you have anything in mind? Well, but I do think often it's through difficulty and challenge that I've learned the most. Okay. Um, or seen God, like a, out of a desperation for God, I've experienced him in ways that then bring joy. Like I think the the first time I experienced that was a backpacking trip in high school. Okay. Um, where I got altitude sickness. But I also look back on that as one of the most foundational experiences in my walk with God. Um I also think of things like where we have walked alongside friends going through marriage struggles or parenting challenges and, and through that challenge and walking along with them and empathizing with them, it, I think for both Steve and I, it caused us to, um, be more intentional and grateful for our, you know, in our own marriage and in our own parenting. So painful, but there was joy in amidst that too. Okay. All right. All right. Uh, two come to mind for me. Uh, the first one is when, um, when I ran the riverbank run in Grand Rapids, 25 K hmm. like who would ever uh, dream of running that long? Yeah. Right. No. Okay. Not me. Not you. No. Okay. <laughs> so, um, it, it was, I think like 13 point, no, 15.2 miles. And, um, and it was painful it was, I didn't like it. And yet every mile that got closer to the finish line, mm. there was a sense of joy where doing I it. Sense, yeah, it's, it's happening. It. And I, yeah. I worked hard for this. And when I finally crossed the finish line, it was like, wow, I accomplished something pretty, uh, pretty big. So that was a moment where I saw uh, my pain and sorrow and all of the, the work, the hard work when mm-hmm. I didn't want to turn into a sense of accomplishment and joy. So that's a, that's a, or, or that was one. And then when Tanya had all of our children, um, I was present and I, I got a chance to see. It wasn't me. It was her where I saw. Okay, that's fair. I should have said that. <laughs> Definitely qualifies. Yes, it wasn't as me. As painful. It wasn't me. It, yes. But I saw the joy on her face that the same little ball of life that caused her pain yep. was the very thing that caused her to cry in joy. And so, um, so anyway, that's, I, those are two, those are two for me. Those are good. Yeah. Yes. So, well, why are we talking about this? Well, well, one of the, one of the aspects of the passage that we're looking at today, that's what Jesus talks about. He talks about, uh, the disciples being filled with sorrow and grief, because remember, Jesus is about to go away. He's still having this, this super intimate friendship conversation with his friends. 
as he's uh, before he's about to leave. He's about to die, and they're going to be left alone. And and he has to tell them, and he's teaching them things. And one of the things that he tells them, hey, listen, I'm about to go, and you're going to be very sorry, or you're going to be sorrowful. You're going to be filled with grief, but immediately that grief is going to be turned to joy the moment you see me again. Mm-hmm. And so, so that's kind of what part of what we're talking about in this passage today. So yeah, and Jesus even uses that example of childbirth. Absolutely. Yeah. It's, so it's so right. I wasn't I wasn't no. out of I, I no, wasn't it bringing... is it is very much <laughs> a true picture of sorrow turned to joy. Uh, I agree with you and I agree with Jesus. Okay. Okay. That's good. I'm glad. <laughs> I, you know, I start to ask the question of you, but I'm not going to go there in terms of your, your joy, your sorrow being turned to joy with your kids. And, um, and oh yeah, but, but we won't go there. Okay. Okay. Fair. We won't go there. All right. <laughs> it is true. Okay. All right. So what, what are some of, when you look at this passage, what are some of the things that stand out to you about this passage? Well, even admits that, um, those verses where Jesus is is using that analogy, he is talking about how um, the disciples will become joyful, or sorry, the disciples will become sorrowful, but the world will rejoice. Like, and I, I think that just reinforces something we've seen throughout John, how different God's ways following Jesus is from the world. And again, the world not being like the globe and creation, but this, the philosophy of, um, the worldview, yep, absolutely. we, it, it just continues to be true there. And, and we know this, if, if we're familiar with the story of, of Christ's death, there were people rejoicing about it. The disciples obviously devastated their leader is gone. So just another example of how different we are. We truly are aliens in this world. <laughs> right, we right. do not belong here. Our values are different. Even our responses to situations may be different. Um, it's just how it is. Yeah. And even Jesus comes back and he flips, you know, you, you can see the the flipping of the script. The, um, the world will rejoice because they don't have to deal with Jesus anymore mm-hmm. and the disciples will become sorrowful. But then Jesus will show up again and the disciples will be rejoicing and again, the world, again, will be sorrowful in the sense that uh, Jesus has given the values of his kingdom, his reign and rule, and sent his disciples back out into the world, which is um, we see all throughout the Gospel of John, where individuals began to hate Jesus, not only hate Jesus, but hate his disciples as well. Mm-hmm. And so I think that's a great, like just a, a great a point that our values are, uh, our values are different. One of the things that's interesting uh, about this, even the image that Jesus gives, the the metaphor or the example of the woman in childbirth, um, Jesus is not saying that I am going to replace your sorrow. He's actually saying, I'm going to take the very thing Hmm. that's actually causing you pain and sorrow, and I'm going to transform it into joy. I think sometimes, I, I know for me, when I'm going through a difficult time, I'm saying, God, please replace it. Yeah. Yeah. Please replace it. Get me it, out of get here. Get me out of it and then give yeah. me joy. But the, um, the interesting thing is what, what Jesus says to them and what's going to happen, I'm going to take the very thing that's causing you pain, that's causing you struggle, that's causing you suffering. And within that, hmm. I am going to give you the joy that you uh, that you so long for. And I just think that's a... 
that's a man an amazing principle hard to to stomach sometimes Mm -hmm. because we're asking like when will this end and i think jesus is saying well i'm not you're asking the wrong question i'm not trying to end this yeah i'm trying to actually transform you within that particular pain and suffering. So Yeah, and that is helpful. We've talked about this before where Jesus says, you will, in this world, you will have trouble. Um, and yeah, we don't want that. We don't wish for that. But we also know that is the reality. So then when Jesus is talking, okay, hey, this will happen, but this is also true. It's like that both and yeah, yeah. idea. Like, yeah, maybe in our flesh we would prefer... <laughs> Either or, or, or just not the trouble, but we know, we just know that is not, and Jesus tells us that that is not how it is, but even amidst the pain, you can have joy. Even amidst the sorrow, you can rejoice. And that's, and then that is what to set our eyes on, not how do I get out of this, but where do I see God in it? How do I experience his provision? How can I rely on his love? amidst this situation yeah, versus I, how do I get out of here? Yeah, you 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 said something I think is really significant is that um, you, you said that Jesus said, you will, this is a guarantee. Mm-hmm. If you follow me, you will have trouble. You will have toil and suffering and all of those things. And I love what one of my mentors say, uh, uh, say that to be forewarned is to be forearmed. Mm-hmm. And so I think Jesus was forewarning them so as to forearm them so when the trouble actually happened, they wouldn't be surprised, they wouldn't be discouraged, they wouldn't say, hey, I'm done with Christianity, I'm done with following Jesus. No, he said, well, Jesus actually said that this was going to happen, and so now the the trick or the key is, how do I now respond to the things Mm -hmm. that are happening to me right now? So I think think those are really, Mm -hmm. really, really good. I think it's also important to know in verses 23 through 27, um, Jesus is really talking about prayer here, talking with the Father. And he makes a point that really is revolutionary. Like he is describing that the disciples will now have direct access to God. When he leaves, they can talk direct, they can ask the Father, which... um, would not would be significant not only because well their rabbi had been their representative their teacher but also just in the jewish uh religious system the priest would have Absolutely. been the Absolutely. one who went yep. in, you know and made the sacrifices on behalf of the people um but jesus is saying hey from now on direct access yeah yeah i think that's really man i think that's really i think that's really cool and i i, I kind of wonder what they must have been thinking like, like, is Jesus kind of off his rocker here? Yeah. Is he breaking all the rules here? And yet he is reminding them that um, they are now his representatives in the world. And just as he had access to the Father, they now have access to the Father as well, obviously through his name. They are connected to him. Um, they're asking the Father based on not their own merit, but Jesus' merit. And they get to bring all of their issues, all of their struggles, and all of the things that they are now, that Jesus sent them out to accomplish. Um, He's now saying, you're going to have trouble. It's going to be hard. 
And because I'm not here anymore physically, you can actually, as you mentioned, go directly to the Mm -hmm. top, go directly to the Father, and he will give you all the resources you need to accomplish his will. And I think that is super, I think that is super encouraging Mm -hmm. uh, for anyone um, who is a follower of Jesus. Totally. Well, then we come to the end of this long conversation that Jesus has had. It started at the Last Supper. Judas leaves, then he becomes even kind of more personal with these disciples. Chapter 17 will pick up a prayer that Jesus yep. has. But I let's camp a little bit on verse 33, because those are the last words of this long um, conversation that they've had. Jesus says, I have told you these things so that in me you may have peace. You will have suffering in this world. We already mentioned that. Be courageous. I have conquered the world. So I do think that that is significant, that that's where he lands this whole thing. I am leaving, but I'm giving you the Holy Spirit. You will have sorrow, but it will be turned to joy. The again, that both and idea you will have suffering, but you, as you pointed out, amidst the suffering, you can have peace. Yeah, what? But yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. I mean, that's where, where Jesus is going, and that's where he lands this whole, um, this whole talk that he's been having with them. Yeah, I, so, so when you, when you hear, um, that that phrase, I have conquered overcome mm-hmm. the world, um, what what comes to mind to you? I mean, Jesus is, he, he's encouraging them because I, I would imagine that the, the disciples are thinking like we're going up against an entire philosophy, an entire system of thinking that is going to be diametrically opposed to the, you know, the reign and rule of God. Mm-hmm. And you're, you mean to tell me you're you're kind of throwing us out into that and you're leaving us and you're talking about this Holy Spirit person who, you know, we don't really know just yet. They, they'll they find out later on mm-hmm. and he will empower them. But but this is like, I, this is kind of, if, if I'm looking at it, you know, in reality, this is kind of scary. It's like letting our kids go, right? And saying, hey, I've done pretty good in the world and look at me and your dad and and now we're sending you out there and it's like whoa this is kind of scary so so when you hear this phrase of conquering the world overcoming the world what are you thinking yeah I I mean it is mind-blowing and the fact that he says be courageous I well a couple different things I have conquered the world hmm. like it's a it's a done deal he he's telling us, the end. Like we can go into whatever we're facing knowing Jesus has conquered it. Mm-hmm. We know we know the end. We know the winner. We're aligned with the winner right, for followers right. of Jesus. So when I think of things in this world that are discouraging, that beat me down, whether that's emotionally, mentally, you know, just again, more tragedy, you know, more shooting, more school shootings, more bickering over whatever, maybe in a personal relationship, like, oh, this is, it's happening again. Or where did this brokenness come from? I think going back to that idea that, wait a second, I, even in this, this thing that is beating me up. Yeah. Yeah. I can know Jesus has conquered it. And where is Jesus? Where can I join him in this situation? 
just holding on to that truth in my heart yeah. when I'm facing those situations. Yeah, I, yeah, I, I love that. That That is, um, you know, Jesus becomes our motto. And, um, and he has taken different philosophies of the world, the things that are diametrically opposed to the reign and rule of God, whether it is pride and anger. And he talked about a lot about that. And he says, hey, listen, I've been, I've been in positions where I, you know, where the world's philosophies were attacking me and I could have folded. And yet um, I either uh, conquered it with love or I conquered it with a um, not necessarily judgment because he didn't come into the world mm-hmm. to judge and condemn, but he did come into the world to to save the world, and so so Jesus conquers uh, the worldly philosophies with um, with conversations of, uh, about um, how life is to be lived and pointing to the Father. And then ultimately dying, and he he crushes the leader, crushes the head of the leader of the world's philosophy, Satan, on the cross. Yeah. And so I, I think I think the disciples would be. I know I would be encouraged to say that, man, you 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 made it, Jesus, and so you're now empowering us with the Spirit, so that we, um, you know, we might uh, we might make it uh, we might make it as well. So so when we go out to preach. You've already told us it's going to be difficult, but all we got to start thinking about, oh, you preached and you were faced with all kinds of issues and we saw you make it uh, and, and, you know, conquer or, you know, or overcome the world. So, so we'll be encouraged. uh, We'll be encouraged as well. And then, so, so I think that's, you know, for any, any believer who's listening and you're feeling the weight of the, the, the world's philosophies now, whether it's about money, whether it's about dating, whether it's about all of these things, we have a Savior who actually defeated, conquered, went to heaven, sent his spirit, and we have his power now living inside of us to actually respond um, like Jesus did to those to mm-hmm. those things that, that we face. And, and for those that are not in the heat of the battle right now, yeah, yeah. I think there's a word there too of prepare yourself, you know, fill your mind with truth, spend time in God's word, spend time listening, talking with him. Cause if you're not in a battle right now, you know, it's coming. Yeah, exactly. We remember that exactly. just a few words before you will have suffering in this world. So maybe you're in an, in a little lull right now. Yeah. Enjoy that, <laughs> but also get ready and uh, just continue to prepare yourself. So, um, as we wrap up this episode, what can we believe about God, ourselves, or others in this passage? Yeah, I think one of the things we can believe about God is he has opened up access mm-hmm. to himself through his son. Um, we don't have to go through individuals. We don't have to um, you know, wait in line. Mm-hmm. We have direct access to the Father through the Son and we can bring all of our pain, our suffering, our issues, our grief, and um, and probably in the context of the passage, whatever we're working on right now for the kingdom of God, we can bring that before God. Hey, God, here's our church, and God, here's our our family, here's our the mission and the vision. We can actually bring that before Him, and the text says He's promised to. Uh, not to give us whatever we want, but he's promised to give us 
uh, the power and the things we need to accomplish his will. Mm -hmm. Um, And uh, I think the fact that we have access to the Father, I think that's pretty special. Absolutely. And and also that truth that we were just talking about, that Jesus has conquered the world. There's nothing that we will face that he hasn't conquered. Yeah. Yeah. And we can be courageous in that, yeah. I think. And that's what I can learn about myself, reminding myself of that truth. I can be courageous. I can have confidence because I know the conqueror. Whoa, I like that. There it is. Yeah, that's, All that's right. a mic drop right there. <laughs> <laughs> well, friends, thank you for joining us. Um, share this podcast with a friend. Listen and have your own spiritual conversation. 